This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode contains the sounds of vomiting, infants crying, and brief electrocution. Previously on Arden. Do you remember where you were when you found out that Julie Capsom was gone? That's Ralph Montgomery. The Halloween story, the relationship that burned hot and burned fast, then simmered over a year into tragedy. It's all wrong. This is an episode where we switch personalities. Fun! A helicopter, right? Nearly a dozen women, most of whom spoke to the time on the condition of anonymity, they've confessed that when attending McPherson's famous parties, they would often wake up the next morning in one of his many guest rooms with no memory of how they'd even gotten there. Registered to and presumably flown by one Daniel Lewis Baxter. That's the name of Natalie Thomas's husband. What was that? Bia and Lorena are dating. And I don't date co-workers. End of explanation. Did it ever occur to any of you that maybe she didn't want to be found? So you place the call. I meet her in the woods and we meet up in the helicopter. Flown by Dan, of course. He takes us up to Brookings where I put her on the plane with him. One Juliet Montgomery. First class out of Seattle. Final destination? Verona, Italy. Tired of waiting in line at the airport? Tired of waiting for your bags at the baggage claim with a hoi polloi? Then come fly with Wayface Airlines, where instead of desperately trying to signal the stewardess, you have your own personal in-flight robotic servant. At some point, once they stop trying to take over the planes... Where instead of waiting to go through security, our extensive pre-airport background check guarantees you're only flying with good people. And you can even bring weapons on. If you don't have any weapons, you can purchase them in flight. You'll need them to defend yourself against the robots. Or once we get the robots, Wayface Airlines. Come fly with the good people. Welcome, improbably, to a new episode of Arden. It's not improbable that there's a new episode. We weren't going to leave it, like, at the end of the last one. It's not what I meant. We have 12 episodes we're supposed to do, and the last one was what, 10? The last one was 9. This is 10. Jesus! Ready to be done with me, Casely? No, that's not what I meant. Sorry. Okay, just a little tense because of our unusual surroundings. So, uh, for our listeners, there was a bit of a scheduling foul-up. We were supposed to record this last night, but someone wasn't here. I said I was sorry. And as a result... We're on a plane. Yes. A Wayface Airlines flight to Verona, Italy. Where at the end of this voyage, we shall finally have an answer. We hope. Yes. It's not going to be all the answers, but to the biggest question, it will be an answer. To the biggest question we have, at least. To the biggest questions, I'll need to break out the old cones for that. That's... Anyways, at the end of this flight, we hope to finally answer, is Julie Capsum alive? And if so, what happened? Why did she run? 
whose torso was in the trunk, and why has she stayed hidden all these years? That'll have to wait for the end of the flight. But we were contractually obligated to deliver an episode this week anyway, and this, somehow, was the only time we could mm. record. Don't forget the other part. I don't want to talk about the other part. You talk about the other part. I'll flip you for it. All right, fine. Call it. Heads. Oh, come on. Sorry, my friend. Let me see that coin. Are you saying I have a rigged coin? I'm not Batman villain Two-Face. I am well aware of the works of Two-Face. You know, they can't see that coin. I could totally say it's a rigged coin and it'd be your word against mine. Except they just recorded you saying that. That would be very Two-Faced of you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay! So, remember a few weeks ago when we had an advertisement on the show, win a spot on the Wayface Meet a Celeb Flight to the Stars? Because I sure didn't, but a whole bunch of you submitted to that. We love our fans. Yes, we do. Please, rate, review, subscribe, etc. But what, may you ask, does that advertisement have to do with the fact that we're recording on a plane? I think they can figure it out. Right. Hello, Wayface Meet a Celeb Flight to the Stars contest winners. I thought we were going to be Sean Stone. We'll check in with you later. This could be a long f- flight. On December 25th, 2007, somewhere around 11 p.m., Julie Capsum ran her car off the road and into a tree in the middle of Northern California's most desolate stretch of major highway, halfway between Eureka and Crescent City, California. One witness saw her pacing outside her car, but by the time the police arrived, she had vanished. While dogs picked up her scent headed into the trees, it disappeared in the middle of a forest clearing. What happened to Julie that Christmas night? How could someone that well-known vanish in the United States in the 2000s? And why has this case haunted us ever since? Each week, We'll explore a different part of the story and see if we can't untangle this web and find the answers. Join us, won't you, as we unravel the mystery on Arden. Pilot, what can I do you for, boss? What? How? Well, the how of it is, I got my pilot's license. Neat, isn't it? And very proud we all were. <laughs> right on, co-pilot Mr. Wayface. Aha. You know what? Normally, I would say, I have a lot of questions right now. But I won't. I refuse to have questions. Of course, this is what would happen. Did you have a question when you entered the cockpit? Which, now that I think about it, she probably shouldn't be able to do. Hmm, that's a good point. Should I have the security bar her, Captain Rosalind? Stand down, co-pilot. Okay. <laughs> He's a good man, you know, always thinking about the safety of the crew. So, what was your question? Well, my question was, you wanted to see me? Which was very confusing because I thought you were just, um, the pilot. But it makes a little more sense now. I do have a new question, though. Mr. Wayface. Uh, what is this episode about? Pardon? It's your schedule we're trying to meet here. You want us to record an episode? Well, 
we're on a plane. Flying to find Julie Capsum? Not like we can actually do a whole lot. Oh, well, I, I think things have been getting a little intense. That conspiracy board you did last time was quite impressive. I've seen this kind of wild-eyed behavior before. Back when I was a boy, Father Maplethorpe once led our congregation up to the top of the mountain, where, for our Christmas sermon, with a similar fire in his eye, instead of our typical sacred text, he began a reading from Jonathan Livingston's Seagull. Well, you can guess the rest. So consider this a breather episode. A breather episode. Now. Right before the big push. You've certainly earned it. All these wild twists and turns. Just take it easy for a few hours. Sit back, relax, and you and Brenda enjoy the many fine services of Wayface Airlines. Oh, is this episode really just a big advertisement for Wayface Airlines? Yeah, in the end, Wayface Airlines, and indeed Wayface Industries, is the friends we made along the way. What? No, it isn't. Are you saying we're not all friends, Bia? Bia? No! Captain uh... Ursula, Brenda Bentley has locked herself in the bathroom claiming to be unwell. Oh, man. I should go see how she is. Indeed. Can't have the main two separated too long. Yeah, besides, we need to concentrate on keeping this bird in the air, so to speak. Yes, yes, please do that. Because if you don't, I will come back and haunt you... your... ghosts. I'll haunt your ghosts! Can ghosts haunt other ghosts? You know, I'll, I've never really thought about it. What an interesting question. Eyes on the controls, co-pilot. Righty-ho. And, uh, I don't see why they shouldn't. I mean, you you gonna tell a ghost they can't haunt another ghost? Aye, aye, Captain. You okay in there? The knocking's not helping. Oh, jeez. Is that where you were last night? What? We were supposed to record this episode, remember? I mean, obviously you didn't remember because you weren't there. Oh, right. <laughs> Jesus, Brenda. What did you do? What I did is my own private business, okay? I can't believe it. The night before, we go out to track down someone we've been looking for for 10 years. Someone we've each built at least one conspiracy wall over and you... You get Blotto? Did you ever think I might just have the flu? Did you have the flu? Because if you do, coming on a plane is highly irresponsible. Can't win with you, can I? Sorry. Do you... need anything? Oh, some ginger ale would be nice. Sure, no problem. Miss? Miss? Welcome to Wayface Flight Number 10. My name is Abby Beth. How can I help you, you good person, you? Flight Number 10? Yes, the big one Oh, Very excited we all are. Uh-huh. Do you have any ginger ale? Now let me just see if I have anything in the cart. Are those... Oh. Packets of... Aha! I found it. I have a nice packet of Wayface Industries non-alcoholic dehydrated drinks for adults who don't booze up ginger-ish ale. You know what? Never mind. It has ethically DNA-altered ginger. How exactly did they alter the DNA? Ethically. This is Captain Rosalind Ursula welcoming you to flight number 10 to Verona, Italy. 
of the big 1-0 here at Wayface Airlines, and very proud we all are of that. <laughs> I would also like to invite our first contest winner to come to first class and meet with our celebrities. <laughs> Work out between yourselves who gets to go first. Oh, great. You know what? You got any packets of that Merlot there? One Whiteface Industries dehydrated drinks for adults Merlot coming right up. Uh-huh. It's a 2005, a great year for wine. Sideways, one by screenplay, fantastic press for the wine industry. Uh-huh, listen, um, get that ginger ale mm, substitute to my friend in the bathroom, okay? And let me know when she's feeling better. Are you the first contest winner? Why, yes, I am. All right. Well, congratulations. You get to say you met a celebrity. I mean, after all, Variety did run a cover story on me, calling me a podcast pro. I know. You do? Reginald DeColse the third. Big fan of the show. Uh, that's, uh, well, nice to meet you, Reginald. I must say, it is quite lovely to get to meet a reporter. I thought it would be those... Most dreadful hillbillies from Grunty McMurty. Legally, I can't express any opinions on Grunty McMurtry. I do have a question, though. Just one? You're lucky. Throughout the series, you vaguely alluded to Julie's Law? Oh, my God! Thank you! I had an entire episode planned on Julie's Law. It's proponents, it's critics, it's constitutionality. But instead, we're doing this. Pardon? All right. In summation, Julie's law removes pretty much all privacy rights from minors where their parents are concerned. Phone tracking, license to read emails, monitoring through webcams, you name it. Well, that's positively dreadful and rife with the possibility for abuse. And yet, that's what Robert Capson has spent his twilight years pushing. I certainly wouldn't want my parents nicking around my private business, thank you very much. Cheers to that. Why, I remember when I went to Bowdoin... Damn it. And we were getting along so well. Look, I don't get what anyone has against Bowdoin. Just because we have lobster dinners... It's always about the lobster dinners. You and my brother. So they put mind-control drugs in the lobster. They didn't have to. It was delicious. And then he went on and on about the lobster dinners and... Portland, and Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain at length until I faked passing out and he left. Bowden, am I right? Yeah. You, uh, feeling better? A bit. Gonna camp in here for a bit until I'm sure. Oh. Okay. Mind if I sit here for a while? Aren't you blocking the aisle? Probably. Lorena didn't come with you? Huh? It's not a vacation, Bentley. Just thought she might find it interesting. It's the kind of case that's up her alley. So. She had work to do on her dog cop season anyway. Oh man, she's doing a season on dog cop? That show was the best. Oh, oh boy. Uh, I'll be back. I ain't going nowhere. I always think it's just better to let them cry it out, you know? Most of the time, they're not even crying about nothing. Come on, man. Don't you even want to try to feed your kid? Maybe he's just 
hungry. Push off, lady. I know what you think because, you know, you're a lady. You know my kid better than me. But I know my own kid. He ate like five hours ago. He's fine. Sir, no offense, but I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you, and the second season of my murder podcast will be about my acquittal because letting a baby cry on an airplane. What's up? Why'd you stick me in coach? Is that what you wanted to talk about? I had to pay my own way. Yes, yes, we all know this isn't ideal. Sir, can you shut that baby up? Oh, check out the balls on this. You bat your tongue. Sir, I'm going to have to take you to flat jail. One count of abusive language, one count of letting a baby cry, and one count of not being a good person, as expressly stated in the contract when you purchased a ticket for Wayface Air. Come on, Come on sir, let's let go. him deal with this. So what's up? Up uh, right now. No. So I plugged into the Wi-Fi and... Holy, that's right, that's what happened. Now you uh, were the kid's better off with Wayface Industries. Anyway, I figured I'd check the news, try to keep abreast of things. And, well, okay, here. Oh my god. Miss Casely, please don't run. Hey, I'm trying to recover here. Get your sick butt out here because we have a serious problem. First, would you mind clarifying what you mean by sick butt? Because don't you have a girlfriend? Not sure she... now. Whoa, Casely, all right. Serious face. Serious Brenda. And might I remind our podcast pro that this is all being recorded for her podcast. And because podcasts are an audio medium, please state whatever has you in such a tizzy, clearly for the record. All right. Yes, of course, Mr. Wayface. You're being broadcast through the entire plane. It's kind of like a live podcast. Isn't that exciting? Andy, not the time! Bia, what's wrong? Okay. Deep breath. Kale McPherson has just been arrested for the murders of Julie Capsum and Ralph Montgomery. Well, there goes our breather episode. Bathrobes. We all love them. They're all so luxuriant in their finery. They make you feel like a god, or at least a degenerate Roman emperor. Andy, this is the second time these ads have referenced... I was listening to a podcast about the fall of Rome. It inspired me. I recognize that expression. You look like you have a joke you want to make. No, I don't. It, is this about the horse console? Be it, do you really think I'd put a horse on my corporate board of directors? Can I just do the ad? Just imagine getting a horse up the elevator to the 500th floor. And you'd need to keep hay in the break room. It's ridiculous. But there's one problem. How do you eat in your bathrobe? Imagine it's a cold winter night and you want some delicious tomato soup. Oh no! You've got big sleeves on your bathrobe and you have to keep rolling them up. That's no good. Or worse, you spill your soup all over them, slopping your golden sleeves with deep red tomato. And who has the time for laundry nowadays? I don't, because I'm a busy podcast personality. And I don't have a manservant to do the laundry for me. Now, there's a solution. The waterproof bathrobe. All the luxury of a bathrobe with a waterproof exterior to prevent spillage. Mr. Wayface, this is actually pretty good. It came to me when I was eating soup. 
in my bathroom. You know, Lorena was making me some hot tea last night, and I ended up spilling it all over my back. Oh my dear, isn't that just the worst? And you constantly have to be shifting your sleeves out of the way. It's so awkward, but you want the big puffy sleeves. That's part of the fun of a bathroom. How much are these? You can find out by continuing to read the advertisement. Oh, ah, right, yeah. Hmm. For the low, low price. What's um, up? We're recording an ad. Oh, right. <laughs> Sorry. For my new waterproof bathrobe. A what? You do realize that goes against the entire point of a bathrobe, right? I, uh... Bathrobes absorb water? How could you make one that's waterproof? Wait, isn't that just a poncho? Did you just invent... Ponchos? But it's for food. Haven't you ever tried to eat soup in a bathroom? It's a poncho. <gasps> food ponchos. Copyright Brenda Brentley, 2018. You clever devil. I run that by me again? For Julie and Ralph. But Julie's alive. If you're right, what's evident? Police received a, a pair of anonymous tips. That's odd. Did they find Julie's body? No, but they found the clothes, buried in the woods outside Brookings, Oregon. But no body. Okay, that lines up with Natalie's story. Thanks to this tip, they also discovered that Kale checked into a cabin in Oregon that very night, not far from Brookings. Apparently, he spent the next month holed up in there writing Detective Chimp. And those wigs in the back of Julie's car? They're from the set of Guinevere. But that timing doesn't work. Did he race Julie up to Brookings? He flew up there, he would have had plenty of time to get there first, but if Bia's right, he didn't kill Julie. Why do they think he killed Ralph? The second tip. They subpoenaed all the studio archive copies of communications on Guinevere, and they discovered that Kale personally ordered that student number 39, Ralph, be barred from set, citing violent insubordination. Security Daily reports mentioned several incidents where Ralph showed up after the barring and heated threats were exchanged. Do they have anything specific beyond that? No fibers or anything like that. There's always fibers. There were fibers we could never identify on the torso at the time. Have they compared them to ones from Kale? Not that I've seen. They took him into custody in New York just a half hour ago. We were already in the air. It's fine. We can still roll with this. In the dark pulls it off. But that was like one episode in! Leah, I need you to stay calm right now. I am calm! I'm perfectly calm. Just because we had this yanked out from under us with two episodes we to go! We didn't have this yanked out from under us. We still have questions. It was Natalie lying to us. It was Robert Capson. Could Kale have done this alone? I don't think so. Do you? Who burned my... <laughs> You're right. This is not a catastrophe. It's just a disaster! Bia? Just, just give me a minute. And a load more Merlot! Kinda hard to storm off in a huff on a plane! She's gone, right? Yeah. You good? Ugh, I mean, I've been worse. This one time at Burning Man, I found this booth selling slightly expired LSD. I don't need to hear this. Like, dip. I'm good. So I mean, imagine. Good. Pam? They move too soon. What? They don't have ironclad evidence yet. He's gonna walk, isn't he? I don't know, dearie. You're the investigator. Uh, sorry, I, um, who are you? Molly. Hi. You, you know, my sewing circle listens to your show. And they find it so relaxing. That's nice. Thank you. 
you're another contest winner. Oh, every time you just start snapping at each other like a couple of snapping turtles, Mavis turns to me and she says, Molly, they're just like your kids. I should hope not. Oh, oh did, you, did you get down because the police figured it out before you did? No, no, I, I know I am not down because a criminal was arrested. Besides, I bet he had some accomplices, like that Tyrell fella. Say, you said you were gonna look into his alibi at some point. We probably did say that. We made a lot of promises. So what was it? His alibi? Well, gosh, yes. He attacked Ralph in class, didn't he? Uh, Tyrell was at the Capsum family compound that weekend. That's not an alibi, and I bet he faked his death anyway. How do you fake a stomach being removed? The pictures do it all the time. Okay, uh, Molly, I'm sure you're a perfectly nice woman, and thank you for listening to the show, but this isn't a good time. Oh, I'm sure you'll figure something out. You're the investigator. Yeah, thanks. You still in there? Not much of a place to go. New plan. We find Julie. We get her to go on the record that Kale killed Ralph. The police probably have evidence they're not releasing to the press yet. Are you kidding? Uh, This is all vague, circumstantial, and... It's more of a lead than they've had since the beginning. But if they screw it up, he doesn't just walk on this case. He probably walks on everything. The L.A. Times story about those women... But we know Julie's alive. We can close the deal and put him away. What if Julie doesn't want to talk? There's nothing to be afraid of now. Seriously. Bia. There's going to be a point where we're going to have to let this go. It's only episode 10. We've got two more to go. Sure. God! You know, it's stupid. You're behind that door, and you feel a million miles away. You doing okay? I, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. This is Captain Rosalind Ursula. We are cruising now at an altitude of 10,000 feet over the Atlantic Ocean, and if you look out your left window, you'll see the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Just kidding. You'll see a ton of water. You'll also see that if you look out your right window. Okay, that's all. You wanted to see me? Well, uh, co-pilot Andy did. Yeah, but you really shouldn't be able to get into the cockpit. Safety regulations. It's fine. How are you holding up? What? I'm fine. Disappointment is a fact of life, young Mia. I remember the time I invested one million in developing HD DVDs. It was right when HD was becoming a thing. So I made an enormous fortune and I got out of the business. I was later disappointed when Blu-ray won. How did it win with a name like Blu-ray? And not even blue. Thank you. Besides, the race isn't done yet. I've had a brainwave. There's another suspect we've never even discussed on the show. Really? Think about it. Julie disappears on Christmas night in the middle of a blizzard. It would have to take some pretty fancy helicopter flying to do that. But there's someone else in the air on Christmas night. An experienced pilot. One with a craft that can handle all sorts of weather. One whose dark and mysterious business practices deserve greater scrutiny. One who knows who's been naughty and who's been nice. Andy? Are you suggesting?
suggesting that Santa Claus kidnapped Julie Capsum? I'm saying we ought to seriously investigate the possibility. Who else could snatch a young woman right into thin air and leave no trace behind? My God, we could do a Christmas special episode. Think of the auxiliaries, the tie-ins. It's April. Christmas was originally in April. No, he's right about that, actually. December was taken as a... Yes, yes. We all know how Saturnalia was stolen from the pagans. We don't need to relitigate that. <sighs> well, I'm gonna go back to my Merlot. Thank you, Andy. This has been illuminating. We really should lock that door. Sorry. Just thinking about Christmas in April. But are you sure you're not Sean Stone? Yes, I am sure I'm not Sean Stone. I was told he was here. Oh, he's here. He's just very sad about Julie. <laughs> just don't... How you doing, Sean? <laughs> yeah. There's no mention of Natalie. Hmm? In the stories of Kale's arrest, no mention of her as an accomplice or witness or, or anything. Do you think she called it in? To try to throw the police and us off the scent? Maybe. Now you're doubting me? You gotta admit, you've been acting a lot like Bentley lately. Yeah, I guess I deserve that. This was not what we pictured when we signed up for this, was it? Hey, it was your idea to interview Bentley in the first place. I just wanted you to do your due diligence. It's not like I expected an eccentric billionaire to waltz in. That is a very improbable event, to be sure. But that's all I wanted to be sure of. You're doing your due diligence. Maybe this is some wild goose chase. Maybe Julie really was hunted down and murdered by a psychotic Hollywood director, and her body was taken away by some wolf or bear or the goddamn skunk ape after all, and Natalie fed us a tissue of lies. Or maybe Kale was waiting for her at the airport. But I have to know. But are you sure? I think it's worth the risk. Oh, hell. I like we can turn the plane around now at this point anyway. We totally could. Besides, even if you're wrong, we get a weekend in Italy, right? Yeah. But I don't think I'm wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. Good evening, passengers. Since this is a long flight, you're probably tired now and want some rest. Well, why not relax with the smooth, smooth sounds of Wayface imitation whale song? Rather than exploit those poor, innocent whales who are quite stubborn about not signing the very generous contracts we offer them, we've developed the ability for humans to imitate the soothing sounds of whales. And I can promise you, those humans are generously compensated, unlike other actual whale song CDs that just steal their music. Those monsters! And Wayface scientists have assured me that the noise is far more relaxing than actual whale song. Take a listen.
wonderful. It's so relaxing. Hop to it, co-pilot Andy. No eyes closed in the cockpit. Roger, roger, Captain. Wayface imitation whale song, now playing on every channel on your in-flight radio for the next eight hours. What a time to be caught in an airplane bathroom, right? Are you sure you don't have the flu? You've been in there an awful long time. I'm good enough that I can follow even one of your stories. Glad you haven't lost your sense of humor. <laughs> oh, laughter is the best medicine. You should meet the contest winners then. All right, how's that going? Uh, it's a very bizarre experience to be on the other side of. Never meet your heroes. Yikes. This is why I need you. You could just read a cone to them and send them back to their seats with a new lease on life. You want one? How did you become interested in this, anyway? I began to study the practices of Rinzai Zen after I was fired. Something about the central principle intrigued me. And that is? The idea of Kensho. To see one's true nature. At least that's the standard English translation. Scholars dispute, well, they always dispute. But cones are a large part of how we see our true natures. They're not riddles or puzzles, and they're not unanswerable or meaningless. Like this case isn't unanswerable. No. No, it isn't. I say, this has been quite educational. What the f- Brenda! Is someone in there with you? Oh, yeah. All the contest winners are in here. Oh. How? Well, it's a bit tricky, but... I'm holding back her hair. I'm on sink duty. Oh, and I believe it's pronounced koan. Oh, teach you that at Bowdoin, didn't they? I'm entertaining everyone! Clearing! Hey, Lorena. I guess you're sleeping now. Must be pretty late back in L.A. Sorry, it's been a, it's been a more chaotic flight than I thought, even though I should have expected that considering how most things go. But seriously, even with that, it's been pretty crazy. So I, I'll talk to you soon. <sighs> Can't wait to go to Santa Fe with you. It'll be great. No case, no ads. No dehydrated drinks for adults. No. Well, see you soon. Uh, send oral emoji. Miss you. Hmm. No, I guess that does make sense. I'm seat. Oh, of course, Mr. Wayface. Shouldn't you be up front helping to fly the plane? Our perk of being an eccentric billionaire. I hired a backup co-pilot so I could get my beauty sleep. Yes. That is, a uh, pretty smart, actually. Besides, Rosalind and I had to fight off one of those malfunctioning stewardess bots from taking over the plane, and, well, you, you don't need to hear about that. So, so much for a relaxing breather episode, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Might I give you a word of advice? Hit me. Don't let the personal overwhelm the professional. No, wait. Ah, oh, I had that backwards. I've been practicing that too. Don't let the professional overwhelm the personal? Yes, yes, exactly. Still one sharp cookie. But that's what I did, Bea. Well, 
That and the sect I was raised in had some very specific rules about romance. Not until you're 35 and only then with two chaperones, a licensed physician, and a, a costermonger. Sir, is that why you started the Costermongers of Tomorrow apprenticeship program? Rosalind told me what you skipped out on this weekend. I didn't skip out on anything. We just delayed it. And now you have the whole case yanked from under you. I was pretty impressed with you. Both, mind you. Timing these dramatic developments for the end of the season. But now... Well, I'm sure your editors helped with that. Oh, yes. I'll have to stop back there and thank them. Wait, what? Are the editors here? Oh, dear. You've kept them sequestered from us since the beginning of the show. They needed to do their job, just like you needed to do yours with, with detachment. Where are they? I have a thing or two to say to them. Be you please? They're locked in a security cabin. Uh, working. Oh, you've done it again, Andy Wayface. Imitation whale song. Take me away. Editors? Editors! I know you're in there! I have a bone or two to pick with you. I will camp here for the rest of the flight. I don't know if you have a bathroom in there, but if you don't, I will block you! Yes, hello to you too. I can see you're working, and buddy, I have something to say about that. You have made us sound unprofessional, ill-prepared, rude. I did months of research on this case, scholarly, detailed. I had a whole rundown on Julie's Law, its constitutional applications. Oh, oh, it's a very complex issue, and no, no. You will not distract me by appealing to my outstanding background work. You've turned us into, into comedy. How dare you? Oh, and I bet you're gonna mask your voices with some ridiculous sound effect, aren't you? Well, let me tell you that's hacky. But yeah, you probably got us there. Yeah, we could do the bit where she tells us off for it and then go back to regular voices. Yeah, we, we could give it a shot in post. See how it plays. You people are... Are what? Doing our jobs? We're telling a story, just like you. But it's not the full story. Well, of course not. The full story's always too much. That's why you need us. But put the right pieces together and you've got magic, baby. You'll get them eating out of the palm of your hand. That's disgusting. People accept big lies if they're covered in what they want most. What do you want, Bia? The truth. Always and forever, the truth. I like that. We can work with that. Unlike Bentley, who's giving us nothing in this episode. <laughs> Just cowering in a bathroom the whole time? Who does that? Leave her alone! She's been through some tough tough. Huh. People accept big lies if they're covered in what they want most. That wasn't much of an ending. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Whew. Well, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> Thank you for flying away face air. May I say, that was the smoothest landing of my career. 
Welcome to Verona. Yeah. You were in there a while. Yeah, for good reason. It doesn't smell, though. I should hope not. Bentley? Brenda? Please be honest with me. I am. I haven't been feeling well, so I've been in here the whole time. I mean, if you want to talk about it, I could, I'd, I'd hope we could talk about, well, anything by now. Talk about what? Why you've been... Well, you've been avoiding me. Hard to do on a plane. You did a pretty good job of it. Leaving me to deal with all the contest winners. To handle the breaking story. Deal with Pamela and Andy and Rosalind. So what? You gave me a solo episode of the show, Bentley. People accept big lies if they're covered in what they want most. And that's what you want? It's what I think you think I want. And, yeah, it's what I thought I wanted. Brenda, I can't do I that. called the cops. What? That's why I didn't show up for the recording last night. I was meeting with a contact of mine. Didn't think they'd move that quickly to take him into custody. How could you? Uh, did you forget about the fact that at least one murder was committed? How could you? There comes a point when you need to step back and let the law handle this. This is why they're here. No. Are you serious? We started this journey together, and you decide on your own that you're going- You're acting like this is a game. Ten years! We were so close, Bentley, and you- Do you have any idea what you've done? The right thing, I think. You think? You need to stop thinking like a journalist for a second. This isn't a story. We can't keep pretending it's just for entertainment. Stop going back to that. You know that's not it. Even if they arrested him earlier than I thought, Kale is being brought to justice. That's a good enough ending for me. This is about more than justice. This is about the truth. Right. The truth. You know, I never got Superman's motto. What? Superman, you know. Truth, justice, the American way. Those are three very, very different things. Yeah. I suppose they are. I'll see you later, Bentley. Enjoy Verona. If you find her... If you find her, call me. I think I have to. I feel like I should... Say something cheesy. And now I'm going to go find out the truth. Is that good enough? Yeah. I think that's good enough. On the next Arden, will beer find Julie Capsum? What happened all those years ago? And did Brenda make the right call? Oh, I just got that very clever pun. And be sure to watch the season finale of America's number one show, The Grunty McMurtry Show, on the newly rebranded AWC. It's not ABC, it's AWC. Tonight, America's favorite hillbillies go Shakespearean in Much Ado About Grunting. Oh, 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 oh,
is created by Emily Vanderwerf, Christopher Dole, and Sarah Golub. This week's episode was written by those same three people. Our audio engineer is Elizabeth O'Bear. Our editor this week was Christopher Dole. Our cast is... Michelle Agresti. Tracy Syed. Shannon Estabrook. Charlita Gaston. Benjamin Watts. Lindsay Zana. Robert Fleet. Lindsay Syme. Grant Patrizio. John Rail. Mia Drake. The score is by Christopher Hatfield. The logo is by Dylan Farr. If you're enjoying Arden, or even if you're not, and want to drive us from the face of the internet, there are two ways you can do that. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you found it. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., etc. You can also look for us on Patreon, and you can toss us a couple of bucks there. That will get you access to special, exclusive episodes, other prizes, and all sorts of fun things. Tweet at us, ArdenPod, on Twitter. Our website is ardenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. You can come and talk to us there if you really want to. As always, our Skunk Ape special effects were by Shannon Estabrook. Come back next week for more adventures in Arden. Thank you. Good night. Hi kids, it's me, Julie Capsum, star of Jane Austen Fight Club, and I'm here to talk to you about Wayface Kids. But what is Wayface Kids? It's a brand new satellite channel founded on a very simple idea. Good kids grow up to be good people. And here at Wayface Industries, we like good people. Isn't that right, Mr. Wayface? Oh, shizzle, Julie. We are the good people. Faux shizzle, Mr. Wayface. Faux shizzle. You can start getting Wayface Kids on Christmas Day 2006, where we'll be doing an all-day marathon of my film, Jane Austen Fight Club. It's a holiday classic. But for an early preview, sign up for our brand new website, Wayspace, where you can share all kinds of cool things with your friends, like videos, music, and recipes. Wayface Kids. Good kids grow up to be good people. Part of Wayface Industries. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Lockie. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lockie. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.